about South Team. Hi, Gina. This is the first time the four of us have ever... It's not the first time we've recorded together, but it's no, the first... No, it's the first time we've recorded together. The four of us? Last time, uh, Shan was Lindsay. Yeah. Oh. I thought we recorded a little bit, because we were trying to come up with some trailer stuff, but maybe not everyone was here at the same time. Like, you were here... Yeah. I think that's right. So this is the first time we've all been on the air together. This is exciting. It is exciting. Um, we are back. This is officially season three of About South, and it's only taken two years for our listeners to ask us enough questions that we can do <laughs> an episode where we just go through some of your questions for our um, for and from our loyal listeners. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to run down some of the things. This isn't everything that people have asked us over the years, um, but these are the common ones. And we also, in our last episode of the second season, found many things on the internet that were like five facts about Margaret Mitchell, ten facts about Margaret Mitchell, five facts about, and I was like, oh, my God, what is it with, like, the facts, like, Margaret Mitchell facts? And Kelly and I joked that... This whole season is going to be the format of 10 facts about. I don't know if we can carry that through the entire season, but for at least the first two episodes, we're doing 10 facts about About South. (laughs) Based upon audience questions. Are y'all ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question one, I'll read this one and then we'll uh, we'll alternate after this. What happened to last season's Roundup episodes? Kelly, would you like to answer this? And I already know that I am absorbing a lot of the blame here. <laughs> I think that it, it's directed at me now because I have to answer it. Oh, no, you can just so tell your version it? of how I just was like, I can't. I mean, I think that we all got very busy. And so it's, and it was very hard for us to meet back up. Um, I had lived in Louisiana until this May. So we were already limited to doing the roundup episodes when I was in town. Um, And thankfully I'm back now so we can meet and talk more. Um, but, yeah, I think we just got busy. Yeah, December's hard. I feel like at the end of every season, I start out the season, it's like when you start out running a mile and you're like, I'm running these laps and I am a sprinter. And then by the end, I'm like, I'm dragging my body across the finish line. And then I just couldn't anymore. Yeah. A season of About South is a lot like a marathon. Yes, it is. It really is. I feel like from episode one until our final episode, I just am running around with my hair on fire. That's fair. That's fair. It's really not a Joe or Lindsay's fault. I keep looking at (laughs) y'all and it's like, no, y'all didn't have anything to do with this. We're sorry. We didn't round up last season. 
You'll just have to listen to last season if you want to know what happened. Um, can, can we go back to, to the, can we include the pelican clip, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. With the first time you saw a pelican. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to add that in right now. That's probably the funniest 10 minutes I've ever been in my life, so I'd like to have that recognized. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes. Here's your roundup from season one, Kelly meets a pelican. So, um, Kelly, you are having your first encounter seeing an actual live pelican in the wild. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so you said to me, while we're sitting at the bar at this marina, there's a pelican. Oh, there's a pelican. Like it was something very nonchalant. Oh, they just happen to be here. And we've seen a lot of birds, a lot of like twiggy little birds with twiggy little bodies, skinny little necks. Like birds you could approach, very approachable birds. These are not approachable birds. These birds look like dinosaur monsters. And they just stand. They take off and their wings are unbelievably wide. I can't, I don't even, I've never seen a bird this big in my life. And their faces are so long and pointy. I'm looking at this pelican and this pelican is sitting on top of, what are these called? Pilings of the piling with his arms puffed out. Arms. (laughs) (laughs) They're called wings. (laughs) And their faces are called beaks. (laughs) Let's talk about bird anatomy for a minute. (laughs) Well, so these birds look strangely human to me, and they don't look like the kind of humans that you want to be friends with. Oh, pelicans are so sweet. I mean, they're also really aggressive. The pelicans in L.A. are kind of like gangs. And they hang out on the Santa Monica Pier and on the Venice Beach Pier. Oh, my God. The pelicans in Venice Beach are really aggressive in L.A. And I wonder if the Venice, Louisiana. We're also in Venice, L.A. That that's why they named this place Venice. They were like, these pelicans are really nasty. I think it has to do with the water (laughs) table in both places. I'm sure. So it's just they're, they're standing so still with their little murder beaks held close to their bodies so you don't see it you just I mean they look like regular kind of birds and then they lift their faces and you realize that they have this giant long pointy beak that could really do some damage it's just for scooping I mean maybe that's what the pelicans want you to believe Question two. Lindsay, would you like to read question two for us? Sure. Who are y'all anyway? (laughs) (laughs) What are your day jobs? Ajoa? Who are you anyway? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, on that note, um, slight change for the future of my life. I will now be going by the more proper pronunciation of my name, Ajoa. Oh. Instead of Ajoa. Um, 
this changed in January. So about South listeners, not to be confused, I am the same person. Um, not that you'd really notice a difference anyway, because nobody can see me. Um, my day job, I work at the global non-governmental organization CARE, C-A-R-E, not to be confused with some similarly themed organizations that, uh, well, not similarly themed, similarly sounding organizations with different spellings. Um, basically, we work to eradicate global poverty by empowering women and girls. Uh, the term care package was created by CARE in oh. the 1940s after World War II when CARE was founded and delivered relief packages to World War II refugees throughout Europe. And so my job is not to individually go out and ask poverty if it would like to be done today, but to uh, engage, engage with our audience on social media. So when people talk to us, I talk back to them, create content, that kind of stuff. Wow, I feel like a lot to happen since the last time I saw you. Yes, very many things. <laughs> very many things. That's really exciting. Cool. Yeah. Say your name one more time. Ajua. Ajua. Yes. Got it. Ajua. I like it. Thank you. Do you feel differently? Like um, no. Yeah. Five letters, either way you slice it. Got it. All right, who wants to go next? Who are y'all anyway? <laughs> uh, I'll go next. This is Lindsay. Um, I work in administration at the Center for Puppetry Arts. Uh, here in Atlanta, it's the largest puppetry nonprofit in the country, and we have the largest collection of Jim Henson puppets as well. Um, I also serve as the Director of Membership Services for Unima USA, which is the American branch of Union Internationale de la Marionette, which is the oldest theater organization in the world, which is wow. an interesting fact. I think a lot of people don't associate puppetry with that, necessarily. Um, but yeah, that's my day job right now. Wow, that's a lot. You guys are making me feel very inadequate here. <laughs> Kelly, what do you do? <laughs> well, I have so many questions about both of your jobs that we can get to later, I guess. Mostly I want to know if Lindsay has learned how to... How to puppeteer? Yeah. I don't think I've touched a puppet since I've worked there, but I have seen a lot, and I've gotten to watch a lot of really talented people work puppets so that's mm -hmm. a little bit better for me I think I don't think I would be a very good puppeteer do you think that they would let you pet the big bird costume oh absolutely not oh. <laughs> I mean I, maybe if I was wearing gloves and it was heavily supervised but really wow Wasn't expecting what about the fraggles <gasps> the fraggles are there I think we currently have them on display still we just did a rotation um, but yes the fraggles are in Atlanta that's the coolest thing. I still haven't been to see the Fraggles. We have a new Dark Crystal exhibit opening in August, if you've ever seen Dark Crystal. I have. I was forced to watch it by someone. <laughs> I've heard it's creepy. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's weird. But I would come to the exhibit. I, Kelly, who are you? I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um... I am a PhD student studying the South 
at Louisiana State University, but I'm not at Louisiana State University. And I used to tell people when they would ask me what I do, I would say, I teach writing to college students, but I haven't taught writing to college students in a year, and I won't be teaching college students how to write for another year. So I'm a little bit at a loss for what I'm doing. I'm writing a dissertation, that's a thing, um, that is looking at the US and South Africa and representations of plantations in contemporary literature and culture in both regions and thinking about how um, artists depict plantations and even how people move through them in the form of plantation tourism. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Um, you got a big fancy fellowship. I did. I received the American fellowship from the, one of the American fellowships from the American Association for University Women um, that is giving me some money to write and to travel to South Africa um, in the coming year as I finish my research. So that's pretty cool. Way to bury the lead, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so at some point I will be going to South Africa if everything goes according to plan um, and if I do all the writing that I need to do between now and then. So. You know, a great writing partner would be Southern Charm, the reality show on Bravo, because they love a good plantation. One of them lives on his oh, family's gosh. plantation home. That show. And uh, they often talk about how beautiful the plantation is, because it's also where he hosts polo matches. And every time you're just like, is anybody going to mention that this plantation is a plantation? Never. I am in favor of us all calling them forced labor camps. Yeah. I think I say that in class sometimes. And then people laugh, and I'm like, no, I'm serious. It's that is like, literally what they are. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if there was like just like a really nice house in front of a concentration camp, and everyone went there and was like, it's beautiful. Like, what are you, what's beautiful here? <laughs> everyone commented on how beautiful the grass was. <laughs> I know. Wow, look at their landscaping. Like, it's so... Like, that sounds absurd, but, like, and disgusting, but it is absurd and disgusting. Mm-hmm. It is really... I don't like to talk about what I research because I get a lot of people who ask me terrible questions about it. Oh. And so I get into a lot of arguments with ignorant old white men on planes. Oh, uh, and I'd just rather not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. And... I, like, you might I can't, change one person's mind. I don't know. It's really difficult to talk. I mean, this is sort of why we are doing the podcast, though, is because these things are persistent. Like, these ideas about um, what the South is are so persistent and stubborn um, and held persistently and stubbornly by some people. Um, and we really can't get beyond it. But some people can't get beyond it. Yeah. Well, I think this segues nicely into question uh, three. Who wants to read this one? Wait, you didn't tell us what you... Oh, right! Who am I? <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Just like that first three uh, months of About South where you never said your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Gina Kaysen. I am a professor at Georgia State. Um, it is important for everyone to know that the podcast is not affiliated with Georgia State. 
We do not represent the opinions of the institution or the university system of Georgia or the state of Georgia. And we're not using their supplies to make it, therefore all intellectual property remains ours. That is also a really good point. Um, but I work in Southern literature, Native American literature. Um, I teach people about the South. Everyone at this table at some point. <laughs> um, hopefully it's worked out well for y'all. Uh, yeah, that's who I am. I'm from North Carolina. I live in Atlanta. I've lived here six years now. Um, you lived in Birmingham, too. I lived in Birmingham. I've lived in South Florida. I've lived in Milwaukee. I lived in Northern California. I lived in Southern California. So, yeah. I like regions. They're fun. <laughs> um, okay, now question three. Why did you start About South? I got really pissed at an article I saw in probably, I'll just say it, either the Oxford American or the Bitter Southerner, because I feel like they just put out the same content every week, and they sell t-shirts, and I can't tell if like the articles are supposed to sell the t-shirts or the t-shirts are supposed to make you read the article, but I was just like, this is crap. And then I was like, well, if I think I'm so smart, why don't I try to do something better? And uh, we are, sometimes I like their content. We are not successful, as successful as either the Bitter Southerner or Oxford American. Depending on how you measure success, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, exactly. But that's why I started it. I have no idea why any of y'all agreed to come on board former students that you are? Well, I mean, first and foremost, we would get to work with you. And I think we were all very excited about that prospect. Oh, that's so sweet. But I was thinking, I was toying around with the idea of having, of starting a podcast when I saw you at a conference for Southern Literature. And I was like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And you were like, I am starting a podcast. It's going to be called About South. Do you, want to, do you want to join me? And I said, I think I've been waiting my whole life for you to ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> so I do remember you saying that. And then I spent the entire weekend just thinking about how wonderful it would be. And it's been wonderful if like m more stressful than anticipated and involved a lot more work. I think. God, it's so much work, yeah. We were like, we're going to start a podcast, um, but like microphones and recording things and... Yeah, I have no supplies and no prior knowledge of how any of this works, but I'm sure we can figure it out. How hard could it be? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why did y'all come on board? I can't remember. Well, I was asked. Okay. Um, I think very broadly, would you like to join our podcast, listen to some episodes... And I don't think that I gave it a second thought, really. I think I was kind of like, huh, a podcast, why not? Because uh, it was oh. something different. My previous background is in print journalism and, like, very writing-heavy. And podcasts are cool. Yeah, and podcasts it's, uh, are cool. It's about the South. I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the South. 
I've lived here my whole life, but haven't really identified as Southern. And so it's like, what can these born and bred Southern people open my eyes to about the South? Oh. Besides the world ending <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, okay. and fried chicken isn't actually ours. and Yeah. Yeah, those are two good things. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, why'd you do it? Well, I think, like Kelly said, I just um, was excited about working with Gina some more. Um, and also, you know, I was finishing my undergrad and kind of going into that scary, like, abyss that is post-grad life. And I just wasn't really ready to stop thinking and considering things in a, I don't know, in a critical way in some capacity, you know, whatever that ends up being. And for me, I think um, just getting to kind of, like, watch what's going on has been a lot of fun and I don't know just to be involved in a podcast is is interesting I don't think that was a very good answer but yeah I think it's a fine answer (laughs) I mean the consensus is when Gina asks you to do something you say yes and ask questions later god that's terrifying Uh (laughs) I feel like I'm like oh I need to be really careful with that power Also, I should ask y'all to do more things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. I'm thinking of our um, overnight trip to and from uh, Jackson, Mississippi, like six hours each way. We spent more time driving to and from than we did actually outside the car. Yeah, God, that whole trip was like a fever dream. It was so hot at one point. We stopped in the ice cream. I think I got ice cream. I think I felt sick after eating that ice cream. Yeah. That's all I remember. The AC in my car went out. We That's almost right. To Jackson. No. So we spent the entire duration of driving through Mississippi in the middle of summer with no AC and with four people in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I think I died on that trip. <laughs> um, we, we showed up and we got dressed and then we went to the show. I remember talking about lipstick and bras. Yeah. In the hotel room. Because Because that's what women talk about when they get together. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were referring to the really long conversation that we had with the man who played Dorothy. Oh, yeah. We also talked about bras with him. And his his, uh, fake... You know, this leads me to, um, you know, we run a really great, like, I think our blog entries for each episode on the website are fantastic every week, and I'm always, like, slap happy when I'm uploading them, and I put all these funny things in them, and I don't think anyone has ever read them. (laughs) And so I'd like to now encourage everyone, if you want to see a picture of Kelly grabbing this man's robust chest, you should go to the website. Although I realize maybe you maybe I should take that picture down. Oh no, I don't mind. I was mostly confused because I always felt like Dorothy kind of had a flat chest, and I was like, why do you need this giant bra and these giant stuff? Because obviously boobs, boobs are funny, Kelly. Men think <laughs> boobs are funny. That's true. It's like the worst punchline in the world mm. because fifty-two percent of the world has them. Oh, that's but, really depressing. The styrofoam, I was impressed with the styrofoam breast. They were very well sculpted. Yeah. Wasn't it actually Walt's breast? Yeah. Walt made the breast. Yes. 
And then someone else was wearing them. And then Tommy was wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. You're very good at remembering. I'm impressed at myself that I remembered their names and that detail. Obviously, okay, so yeah, why did we start the podcast so we can do things like drive to Mississippi in the middle of the summer and play with fake breasts? (laughs) 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 What other reason do you need? Okay, question four. I can't read this question. It has that word that I can't say out loud. Y'all. That Y word? Yeah, I don't say you don't, that. Oh, you don't say y'all? I don't say that. Okay. Do you want to phrase it differently? <laughs> I'll say it and let you hear why I don't say it. Y'all seem... <laughs> <laughs> You all seem to constantly critique the South. Why? I feel like the answer to this question is obvious, but if anyone else wants to take it, what could possibly be to critique about the South? (laughs) I can't imagine. It's obviously perfect. Well, I think what Audra said about being born and raised in the South and not feeling like a Southerner, like that's a question that we deal with a lot like what does it mean to be southern and I think because the south is maybe so easy to critique that's sort of where the conversation naturally ends up yeah it's like all these claims to authenticity mm-hmm. that create more I mean those that create so many more problems um, there's also the side of it that's critiquing perspectives on the south which might not actually be critiquing the South itself, but instead how other people see the South. Um, People seem to be really fascinated with, like, the South as far as it exists, like, below the Mason-Dixon line and east of Texas, but not really Louisiana and Florida. When people are not from the South, you can kind of tell that they have or haven't grown up here by like what they choose to pick on so i think it's cool that we have a bunch of people who are from here picking on what we find interesting yeah that's a good point kelly why do you hate the south as william faulkner would say uh it's really hard not to finish the quote i don't hate it i I know yeah i mean do you but it's stupid it's a stupid (laughs) quote it's a stupid quote Um, I mean, I think one of the things that we talked about when we were recording for the Golden Girls episode, actually, where you said, like, why don't people think of Florida as the South? And it's because, like, it has, like, like, one of the reasons is because it has a large immigrant population. But that holds true for Atlanta, and that holds true for... New Orleans and a lot of other big cities in the South. And I think that, like, (laughs) there's this huge investment in sort of a certain type of person, usually a white person, like, claiming the South as their space. 
And I think part of what we're trying to do here is to demonstrate that like, that's not the baseline, that, that black people are part of the South, that immigrants are part of the South, that all of these people are part of the South. And we can like argue about geography, but that's a silly conversation because it's more interesting to look at what actually is there than to argue about what should be there or what one person holds as precious that never really was there. That like, why don't we just look at this like troupe of actors in Jackson, Mississippi as like this really cool thing that's happening in the South. Yeah, that like determining it by what's actually going on here rather than having this container and then saying like, oh, does this measure up to the things I think go in this container? Well, how, how about we figure out what it is by dumping out what's in the container and seeing what's already there, right? We're really lending ourselves with this conversation to a fantastic episode on the Migos and Southern regionalism mm -hmm. because they are from the South, but they rep the North side, which is a different North side than the North side you know if you're from Atlanta. But are there roots in the South? Who knows? You know who knows them is Bruce. Lambros. I know a lot of people who... <laughs> would the Migos come on our show? <laughs> what would we have to do to get Offset and Cardi B to do their birth announcement on About South? Uh, <laughs> I love that idea. I am pretty sure that's not going to happen. And then we would have a New Yorker here to give her perspective on her Southern partner. Did you see where she had to fly her whole family to Atlanta? Because she had planned to baby showers but she couldn't travel and she was already in atlanta so she had to fly her whole family from new york to atlanta for the baby shower here i missed this completely the baby shower that everyone's heads are blowing up about was here why weren't we there because it's not during our normal season time yeah, yeah. well if we can't get <laughs> offset on party b then we're left with beyonce and jay-z another north south pairing that has been years in the making that they both talk a lot about what they like and their people yeah yeah the uh the about south episode with beyonce and jay-z has been years in the making and i think it's time we're this close we're so we're close, close to getting beyonce on this show i think i would just literally like faint yes if you met beyonce <laughs> <laughs> i think so too um Oh, well, we'll send her a copy of this because <laughs> I'm sure no one sends her copies of their media objects that mention her ever. She's probably just looking for something to listen to on the tour bus. We from the north, yeah, that way. No. Fat cookie, blood in the ashtray. Cookie. Two bitches, just national no smash that. Hop in the limb, have a drag race. Question number five. I notice y'all don't have advertisements. Who pays for About South? That's a great question. You may notice that we have not tried to sell you a meal kit service, a mattress, a bra, a website, a website. We have never recruiter. We've never tried to sell you employees. We've never sold anything on the show. And I'm pretty committed to that. Well, we've sold Golden Girls pretty happily there. Yeah, but we didn't make any money from that. <laughs> <We can't. laughs> Um, I mean, we sold we, crayfish. Yeah, <laughs> sold. Cra crayfish. We're uh, really doing a lot of publicity that we're not getting paid for at all. Yeah, is the what Minnesota I'm State Fair. Are we going to get a royalty check for doubtful putting that on? Yeah, we don't have our own like URL for that. MinnesotaStateFair.com/slash/about-south. Right. That's where you order your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, who pays for About South? I mean, we do. I, I pay for About South out of my checking account. No one here gets paid. No. In fact, we pay <laughs> to bring you this great, great content. Um, I think our content is good, though. You're welcome. First of all. Yeah, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> our, our link to um, our PayPal account will be in the description of this episode. Would you, If you would like to make a non-tax-deductible charitable donation to about <laughs> That's exactly right. We're not tax-deductible, but, um, yeah, you know, honestly, we've never asked for money. And I think I say in the first episode, we'll never ask you for money. But if anyone hears this and they realize that they would like to give us money, um, we can figure out a way to take your money. Yeah, we should definitely figure out a better way to take people's money. Yeah. You know what we really need is we need enough money to sell you merchandise, um, but not like the Bitter Southerner. Yeah. I'm sorry to beat it. I'm sorry, Bitter Southerner, please make advertisements for us, I guess. But, like, if someone wants to give us money, we'll take it. But we won't let it compromise our content. We would like to, like, make some mugs, make some t-shirts, make some canvas totes. Like, I would love a canvas tote. That says about South. With the crayfish on it. Mm -hmm. I put my crayfish in it. (laughs) Tote them around. (laughs) (laughs) We'll uh, we'll put aquariums on the list for stretch goals. About South branded aquariums. Oh my god. Yeah. I do like... Honestly, if someone would just send me $25 every month, that would really help. I think we need to look into getting like a Patreon or something like that. Yeah, okay. Is that how you say that? I don't know. I've never heard anybody say that. <laughs> I think it's Patreon. That's what I, I thought of. Oh. Patreon. Mm-hmm. People can, like, say, like, I'm going to give you $5 a month for being an artist. Can I you see just people. Venmo people that? Yeah, but these people aren't our, like, they don't have our phone numbers. They can't yeah, Venmo us. Yeah, but if I, us. like, put my cash app and my bio on Twitter, you can send me money the same way, right? Maybe we should set up a little thing, just in case anyone feels like giving us money. Please give us your money. <laughs> we'll make an That's Amazon a- wish list. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, an Amazon wish list. A musician's friend wish list. It won't have anything that we're planning to use for decor in our homes. No, it would be like a new computer, a better microphone. Even just, I mean, it would be really nice... The things that we would use your money for, if you felt so inclined to donate to us, would be to pay for the one hotel room that the four of us slept in when we went to Jackson, Mississippi. I paid for that with my um, Marriott points. I stayed at Marriott Hotels for five years so we could go to Jackson, (laughs) Mississippi (laughs) for like $20. To, um, what else would we do with that money? Stay at other places where we are... We are shooting on We're now running an NPR pledge drive. (laughs) (laughs) And I always wonder when I hear them talking, I'm like, no one cares about, like, quit talking about people giving you money. But now that I'm imagining all the things I would do. Now that we're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were broke when we started. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I guess this is, we're coming up on the end of this first episode. And I think the takeaway should be do what you feel is right. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was going to be give us money 
No, I feel like it should. The onus should be on them. Like oh, you should feel, you should, you should feel bound by your own sense of morality. If you don't feel bound by your own <laughs> sense of morality, give until you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if someone gave us money, I would thank them at the end of the episodes. Like this oh. episode brought to you by. And then I would say who it is. Like, if we use their money to, like, get a hotel room somewhere. We should totally, we should actually, like, have that be, like, a a thing you could buy on. That's, that's yeah, how Patreon kind of works. You have different levels, and, like, you can send, like, a signed postcard if someone donates $10. Or so like, is it, like, Kickstarter, but for, like, your ongoing project of life? Yeah, For, like, much. ongoing artists, to support oh, artists. yeah. So instead of, like, you know, King Henry or whatever, giving us some money to make some statues of David. So, like, Beyonce <laughs> could pretty much support, support About South into the forever future, really. Because no one has probably ever asked her for money either. this week about south is brought to you from the historic west end of atlanta georgia kelly vines and ajua danso are my co-producers lindsey baker is our marketing director we'll be back next week with the second five facts from our two-part 10 facts about about south our music as always is by brian horton you can find his music at brianhorton.com We are going to set up that Patreon account because we have no money, but we want to keep bringing you episodes. We're not asking for your money, but if you feel so inclined, we will certainly use it to pay to keep ourselves up and running. But if you just want to continue to listen, that's okay too. As Kelly said, the takeaway is to do what you feel is right. And that goes for a lot of things. We'll see you next week.